0: Here, we can だら君
1: episodes of bleach that i did watch this week
2: did you did you really
1: i did indeed watch these episodes of bleach um i mean they were fine like i i didn't hate them i wasn't like in love with them there were some parts i laughed at
2: they each have at least one scene that I really, really like.
1: That that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think I don't know. It was really <laughs> the, the first episode was um, pretty good in the first half, where Uri is just like completely like emotionally and like physically devastating <laughs> to Robo.
2: Okay, we need to like. Wait before, like we can't get into this off air because I have. We have to talk about that that part on air. Yeah, we uh, do. <laughs> the so the moist talkers finally got something. We finally got a blessing. It's the ten thousand peanuts blessing. I'm now up to three hundred ninety one thousand nine hundred seventy three <laughs> peanuts, and this is after I I spent a hundred thousand peanuts on one of the hall players on a whim.
1: I'm so <laughs> happy for you
2: um <laughs> i'm like we finally got something and it is the one that li- like i'm looking at this and I'm like why i have so many peanuts <laughs> why was i given more peanuts i'm drowning in peanuts my plan is to make it to 500k and then start getting votes again
1: that's probably a good 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 i i lost my train of thought i'm gonna be honest
2: we're ready. We like we don't have to start now if we don't want to, no, but I, at the I'm same fine time starting
1: anytime. I I'm weird. I'm like I'm like a bit tired obviously cuz I'm still waking up. We went to like an H-mart last night and I was really happy because like I I don't see like misspelled signs that often, but I did see a sign that said shrimp instead of shrimp and I was very happy about that.
2: I'm just happy that I'm talking to both of you because my weekend has been an absolute nightmare.
1: I am so sorry. Uh we fucking love you and I I'm happy to be your bleach escape for the next hour and a <laughs> half.
2: <laughs> it's not like like I've had worse weekends. It's like like a nightmare nightmare. It's just one of those like there's a lot of like little things happening. <laughs> it's it's one of those it's one of those weekends where it's just like I understand. There's, there's a lot of little things, In- including, including, could not find my scissors this morning. So when I decided to do the self-inflicted haircut that I've been putting off for a couple of months, um, the one, I couldn't find my scissors, so I couldn't, like, clear out a bunch of the stuff that I was planning on shaving before shaving. So the shaving itself was much longer and more annoying. Two, I messed up the fade, so I had to, like, just shave it clean. Uh, in those portions and three i only shaved off about a third of what i was planning to because my the razor ran out of batteries so i was charging (laughs) well i hope you're able to like
1: remedy this soon yeah i don't
2: have time to do it today so i'll have i'll just have to live with it for my first uh for um tomorrow's like daily work calls i might go in as the bear again haven't done that in a couple of weeks
1: That'd be pretty big, pretty good.
2: Like, I... I've done it before. I've, I've done it when it was, like, I, I got the bear for the first time to, like, surprise them with the bear face rig thing. Uh, but I might do it tomorrow. We'll see. God. I'm also waiting on a bunch of, like, internal... Waiting on a bunch of internal job stuff to see what's happening. Because, like, I'm trying to move to a different, let's say, department. But it's just, like, there's no, there's no like, stress on it. There's no, like, risk of losing it. It's just... Because, like, if it doesn't happen, I just stay in my current spot, and I'm fine with my current spot. I would just prefer the other spot. But That it's makes
1: like, sense. I'm, like... I am giving myself, like, one more week of not working. And then the next week, I'm probably going to start, like, doing DoorDash or something to yeah. make it by. Because, like... I am currently not employed, um, because I wanted to be home with my family and also not die because of mental health problems.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, one week hasn't been too bad? I, like... I did stay up one night and I did level like all my crafters in Final Fantasy up to level forty in like one night
2: all of them yep, that's a good depressive and manic episode <laughs> it's like it's a it's a fun thing to do, but usually it's also like mm, I it, sure did that, huh?
1: <laughs> it was kind of like. Diana Calhoun. Oh, uh, are these names delight <laughs> me? These names really delight me.
2: Wow, that's incredible! Shoutouts to Biscuit.
1: Anyway, I couldn't tell you if it's a like depressive or manic episode. It just kind of happened. <laughs> I was just like, I I was playing Final Fantasy twelve, and then the next thing I knew, I was thirty levels deep into crafting.
2: I'm assuming you mean you were playing Final Fantasy 14 and not you were playing 12 and then you decided to switch out which you could have been
1: I was playing 12 and then I did decide to switch out Okay <laughs> cuz I, I did finally finish Tactics this week and god what a good game Uh I mean like I have my issues with it as I've stated um but god story good
2: story good sometimes final fantasy like is fun to play and go through
1: sometimes final fantasy is good oh man should we start the should we start the podcast let's let's start the podcast have we been starting the podcast have we been the podcast
2: Are we the podcast? What is a podcast?
1: You know, I think we should really spend 20 minutes digging into what exactly a podcast is. Mm. Hello and welcome to What's a Podcast
2: Cast. (laughs) I'm your co-host Lily. I'm your co-host Sam. I am your
0: co-host Robost (laughs) Lynn. Wait, who the fuck?
2: No, you're right, that is- it's a different voice. It's not that the voice got deeper, it's that the text of speech is using a different voice. (laughs) We have an imposter! Hold
1: the fuck Give us back Lin's voice! (laughs) (laughs) Lin's- Lin's voice was stolen in a very Paper Mario-esque manner. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) The new hot Mario again? who stole Lin's voice. welcome back to voice cast the the podcast where we find lynn's voice and it turns out lynn's voice lynn's voice is
2: brian now unfortunately eddie has been taken to hades
1: so what i mean we don't need to get into this on air but uh lynn's voice has been stolen uh we may someday get it back uh for now uh brian is the new lynn just blame capitalism and keep going Everybody say hi Brian. Hi, everyone. Welcome to We Just Spent Twenty Minutes
2: Cycling Through Voices. <laughs> I've been recording for 41 minutes. How is this happening? <laughs>
1: this is so funny. <laughs> Should we just Chaos baby? Yeah I I just want you to know every every single person out there who's like In the monkey wrench. Everyone who listens to this show and he's like, you know, I think it can use a little more chaos.
2: This is your fault. I blame you. I don't think anyone see, like actually asks for more chaos. Maybe they do. I don't see any feedback come again. Thank you, honestly. <laughs> the, the chaos is where we are. It, it was I of, love
1: Brian. It was more of people just saying they love the chaos. And I'm like, all right. All right. I, I agree. I love the chaos, too. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Should we just get right into the episode, considering we've been here for
2: 40 minutes? Let's just get in. more happened outside of this episode than happened in these episodes of Bleach. So let's just get into the episodes of Bleach.
1: Episode 29, Breakthrough. The Shinigami's Encompassing Net. I don't know why I did a a little cute drum fill there, I I don't know. We cut back to Uruu's battle with Seventh Squad Fourth Seat Jarobo Winsythe. and Uruu just sort of demolishes the guy. Uruu tells him to leave, and Jarobo tries to attack Orohime, leading Uruu to quote break his chain of fate and his Hakusui Soul And his Hakusui Soul Sleep, meaning he will have lost all of his spiritual powers. It's actually fucking wild. Why have we not heard of this before?
2: We did. this is literally the thing that Byakuya did to Ichigo. It's oh. it's the exact same thing. He sat, like, when Byakuya stabbed him in the, what is it, the soul booster and soul sleep, I think are the English terms. Um, like, this is exactly the same thing. And Uryu was, like, Uryu probably knows this because he's more aware of, like, how soul stuff works. But I wonder if seeing that fight between Byakuya and Ichigo is the reason that he's like, oh, I could just do this and take away his soul reaper powers. Fuck this guy.
1: <laughs>
2: God, it was. this was a really good
1: opening moment, like, on some level, just because like when he like gives the guy a chance, he's like, Alright, well, I've already proven I'm better than you. You even admitted it yourself out loud. So here's your chance. Walk away. And yeah, he's like, g- I don't
2: have I don't have mercy, but I'm not like I'm not, like, vicious, like, you Shinigami guys. Like, I, it's fine. Like, if you want to leave, leave.
1: I'm not, like, prone to bullying the weak, is, like, what he says specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, a
2: really cool way to put it.
1: And so, like, was just like, no, I'm gonna attack Orihime, because, you know, that's what I do. And Uriu just shuts him down. Like, even Orihime is like, is he dead? Like... Straight up and Uri is just like no, I just like took away all his powers. I just like basically end of avatared him.
2: Yeah, like for anyone who didn't watch it and who like don't remember the the positioning, uh Jirobo is like right next to Orihime and Uryu is like maybe twenty feet off. And Jirobo's like, Ha, hey, fuck you, I'm going to hurt the girl and you won't have time to to stop me. And by the time he turns around, like he literally just turns in place and and by the time he finishes doing that, Uryu is standing between him and Orihime with his bow pointed at him and shoots him. <laughs> and you're like, oh, damn. The one weird thing, though, is that 90% of this exchange happened during the previous episode. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I getting... went
2: back to double check because I was like, did I put on the wrong episode? And no, yeah, this, whole fr- this whole stuff happens. It all happens again. God.
1: By the way, just want to point out, last week, I'm pretty sure we, like, joked about Jerobo being, like, Jadonbo's brother. Like, I'm pretty sure we joked about it. and We they did do definitely
2: ex- joke about it.
1: We do get explicit confirmation that Jerobo is straight-up Jadonbo's brother. So I just want... Turns must... out. Can, can I just state how fucking funny it is that, like, we saved Jadonbo, like we we fight Jidanbo we save Jidanbo and then we just completely get rid of his brother's soul powers
2: well to be fair he was kind of a dick
1: oh absolutely he deserved it
2: i'll get more into that the the brothers thing once we uh, once we get to it because there is something really funny there <laughs> okay
1: after the fight ordheme ponders if she truly has gotten stronger or not since Uruyu's change in strength was so dramatic compared to hers, she hears Totski's voice calling to her from the heavens, telling her to keep going and to remember their promise to each other. And honestly, it just couldn't be more gay.
2: I, I'm kind of a fan of instead of Uruyu being like flashing back and it's like, oh yes, this was the hard training I went. It's it's Orihime looking at the glove and she's like, okay, I know how Quincy work. That's a new thing. He was, and then she like intuits that, oh, the reason he didn't want us around was because his skills takes the energy around him and he didn't want to accidentally hurt us while he was learning the new skills and didn't have the control. And I'm like, damn, you got that right, like, spot on, Orihime, like, nice observation. Like, it it pushes in that direction of Orihime being, like, really perceptive about stuff when she's not explicitly being an airhead for the sake of comedy.
1: Yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh... I really liked that. Also, the voice she heard was Totsky, uh, because homo. Uh, but also, yeah, no. Uh, Orihime is good. She's perceptive. She is still a klutz, as evidenced by the very, very next sentence. Uh, because earlier, like, expresses concern for her because she's kind of like spacing out, like thinking about all this stuff. Um, but she's like, no, I just got like teary-eyed looking at the sun. Uh, and here are a few. Joke tangents to go off on, uh. you like checks again on her to make sure she's all right, uh, and states he's like unsure of how to explain why he's worried.
2: Um, I kind, I kind of want more of the like I like, I like them both worrying for each other, and I like same. them both just having these little interactions. They're they're really fun.
1: I really like these two as like characters to exist in a space together. Like I. I wasn't expecting to like the the Uryu-Orahime dynamic so much, but I really do. Back with our bad boy duo, Ganju is being chased by a horde of soul reapers. And there's, like, an argument about ugliness here? Uh, I should note again, I was listening to the dub again this week. um, Because I wanted to annoy Aiden. um, Because it's really funny. Um, The dub is... The dub is something, let me tell you. Uh, By the way all of Jirobo's dub lines are like the typical anime dub of and you won't believe my power because I am Jirobo, the Wind Scythe. It, it's very much that kind of dub. Um, and that's basically how he talks
2: anyway, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean for real. Um, but, uh, yeah no, these Soul Reapers are like chasing Ganju and they're like arguing back and forth about like who's uglier um, and like some of the comedy bits landed with the dub for me. I don't know how how that landed with you.
2: Um it was like okay, right? Yeah, like it's a it's just like a fun moment where they're like they're like, Alright, caught back here, fuckface. face and then he's yeah. turned around and he's like, No, you guys are the ugly ones. F you guys, and then they just get like so mad they can't speak, basically. They're just it's the delinquent <laughs> group. Like it's it's the same delinquent group from like the previous episode.
1: It it's it is really funny, because, like, Ganji like, turns, like, is still running, and then from around a corner in an intersection, Ichigo comes running around, and Ganju's like, Hey, Ichigo! And Ichigo just, like, starts waving, <laughs> and we find out that Ichigo is also being chased by a horde of soul reapers. It was, it was fucking funny.
2: Uh, That moment, that moment was so good because Ichigo is like one hundred percent ignoring the giant mob behind him. (laughs) Like it's like an actual wave of bodies like chasing him, and Ganju's like, "No, wait, what are you doing? Stop waving at me! You're making them more mad."
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, They they're brought to like a standstill, and they're like surrounded by these two groups. Uh, they, like, fight them off for a little bit, and then it's just, like, complete standstill. Like, they're just, like, in the middle of these two groups who are surrounding them. Uh, but nearby, Hanataro, the fourth squad soul reaper responsible for cleaning Brugia's cell, notes that he's very late and wonders aloud where the rest of his squad is. He notices one of the groups of reapers that is surrounding Ganju and Ichigo, but obviously Ganju and Ichigo are, like, blocked from view. And he begins to ask if they know where his squad is. Uh, Nobody, like, responds to him. So he, like, reaches out, but he trips and stumbles through this entire crowd of Soul Reapers and lands in the middle of, like, the area where they're surrounded. And it's so funny because he's just, like, talking normally to, like, Ichigo and Ganju. And he's like, why are you dressed like that? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. Unless, of course, you are the Ryoka? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, they they sure are the Ryoka, buddy. You're very quick on the uptake
2: here. They have the biggest, the biggest villain grins on their faces when they look at him.
1: It's so funny. Uh, Ichigo and Ganji both look at each other and like, are you having the same idea I'm having? Um, so they take a hostage. <laughs> um there is a very, very quick cutaway gag here, like, out of nowhere. Like, it, it's really weird, uh, like, because that happens. And then there's just, like, a quick cutaway back to Kenpachi and Yachiru. That's just, like, the same gag we've been getting the past three episodes about them, like, about Yachiru just, like, blurting out directions and Kenpachi, like, bickering with her, like, in the playful way. uh, And, like, it's... Fine, but it's also the same exact gag we've been getting the past like three episodes.
2: It does establish that he is run, that now he's walk he's going in literally the opposite direction from where Ichigo is. This is true.
1: Um, the gr- we do immediately cut back. It, it, it's like the reason I say it's bizarre is because it's literally like a 10 second cut to this shot of Kenpachi, and then it cuts right back to where we were. With the Soul Reapers, the bad boy duo. Um, they stand in stunned silence when Ichigo and Ganju, like, take Hanaturo, like, hostage. And Ichigo's like, do do they not understand what's going on here? Do do, do they not get it? So he, like, repeats himself and is like, we have taken your friend hostage. And one of the Soul Reapers responds, does he look like our friend? Uh... Hanatoro explains to Ichigo that he's from 4th Squad, while the big group is from the 11th Squad. Ichigo's like, what's the difference? And this is the part of the episode I was like, oh god, am I going to have to write all this Gotei 13 stuff down? Because, like, I was afraid it was going to go into a full explanation of it. Uh, And, no, it's just like, one of the Squad 11 uh, people is like, Gotei 13 uh, is, like, you know, the... 13 divisions of Soul Society's Soul Reapers. And essentially, 11th squad is the strongest in combat, while 4th squad is supposedly for weaklings who can't even hold a sword. Uh, You'd be doing us favor by killing that weakling, he says. And then Ganju's like, wow, that's cruel. It's really cruel that you're just, like, okay with him dying because he has different responsibilities. And Ichiggy is, like, surprised to hear such a rational argument?
2: Yeah, well, like, it's, there's this, there's this, like, through line co- uh, happening where Ganju is, like, everything he hears about Rukia makes him go, like, huh, I guess she's not like the other Soul Reapers, huh, and everything he's seeing about Nichiko is, like, he sure is different from all the, o- the other Soul Reapers, and then literally <laughs> every Soul Reaper he beats is, like, yup, you're just as bad as I thought you were, holy shit, you're even worse, my god, how are you like this? Yeah. And, <laughs> but, like, it, so... In in the in the sub, they like they don't talk with their own like accent. Like Ganju and Ichigo put on a very like, if you were trying to make a if you were trying to pretend to be a delinquent type of accent, like they they roll their R's a lot. They're like, Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like so they they talk that way, and then they're like, "Okay, maybe they didn't hear us. Want to try again?" It's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." But then they're like. Like all the energies out from their second threat, they're just like, "Ura, oh Hanaturo, I'll you you do it too," and it's like, "Oh right, okay, yeah." <laughs> and I had the ugliest snort laugh. It's when... actually
1: really funny because Hanataro's like reluctantly going along with it.
2: Yeah, and it's like okay, like it is like weird that this uh, squad is is like this, like they're all complete assholes. Um, but they are, like, they're the same squad as Ikaku, they're the same squad as Zaraki, they're the squad that only cares about fighting. So I can see them, like, not caring about the medics, the goddamn medics, but it is weird that they're like, yeah, fuck him, kill that guy, like, we don't care, we are the worst. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, there, there are some weird through lines
1: with Soul Society that just don't entirely... Like hold up, I, I think, like I I get that Squad Eleven is supposed to be this ruthless fighting squad, but I think there are a lot of bits and pieces of like Gote Thirteen structure, which like if you like look too close at it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for like how this whole overarching society must
2: work and function. Bruce Banner GIF. That's the secret to Bleach, Louis. <laughs> when you look too closely at any of its world building, none of it makes any goddamn sense. I've, How I've, do the I've, children I've... grow up? <laughs> <laughs> I've solved it. But, but no, I get you. I get you.
1: Um. So, yeah, basically, uh, Ganju sees that as cruel that the Eleventh Division doesn't quit, the- doesn't care about Hanazero simply because of his responsibilities and Ichigo is surprised to hear such a rational argument from him. A large explosion from the wall bursts out, and Ichigo uh, attacks the rest of the Soul Reapers and like starts running in direction uh, while Ganju follows suit, carrying Hinataro with him. Chad walks through the hole he just punched in the wall. Ichigo and Ganju are already gone with some unconscious Soul Reapers on the ground, He concludes that he must have just missed Ichigo and more Reapers appear, demanding to know if he was the one who caused the explosion. Chad's like, yeah. And the Reapers tell him they'll be finished with him in five minutes. Chad says, no,
2: I only need two. This, like, Chad looks so cool at this moment. I love Chad. Like, like there's the really good, there's the, I, I thought it was kind of funny that it's like, okay, so he makes the explosion and then it splits the group of Soul Reapers in half. So Ichigo's like... I don't know what that is, but we can just take this entire half group out immediately. Fuck it. Boom. And then they they just run through and take all of them out and then Chad is left with the other half <laughs> as the smoke dissipates. And he's like, wonder where Ichigo went. But also he just looks so badass. Chad's
1: so cool. Like every, every time I see him I'm just like, yep, that's my badass boy.
2: The Chad Chad has arrived. <laughs>
1: In the 4th Squad Barracks, 12th Squad Captain Mayuri makes a hole in the wall using Kido. He and his lieutenant, Nemu, stand in front of Ikaku and ask if he's truly not going to share any details about his encounter with the Ryoka. A nurse comes in to try and stop the interrogation, but Mayuri blasts another hole right next to her head with Kido and scares her. Nemu begins to speak up, and Mayuri is like, I'll tear you to pieces again if you continue speaking. Uh... She apologizes, and Ikaku claims to know nothing about the Ryoka. I didn't see his face or hear his voice. Ah, uh, Mayuri is furious and prepares to strike with his left hand, but is swiftly grabbed and stopped by Yukaku's captain, Kenpachi Zaraki, who has suddenly arrived, questioning Mayuri's authority to punish a reaper from another squad. Mayuri reluctantly leaves, ordering Nemo to move out as well. Okay, two notes here. I fucking hate Mayuri.
2: But they use the worst.
1: <laughs> they do a really, really good job of setting him up as somebody you should hate.
2: Yeah, and also in the scene, God I loved Ikaku in this scene. Same. And like, little detail I noticed, because uh, at first he's not answering questions at all. Like he's just telling Mayuri that he's not answering his questions, like, at all and not giving him any info whatsoever. But when he threatens the nurse and Nemu, then Ikaku goes like Hey, it's not that I'm not, I'm being insubordinate, it's that I don't know anything. I don't know their goals, I don't know anything about their fighting powers. I'm just a stupid guy who fucked up and I don't know anything. But then he starts really talking shit to him and he's like, also I haven't seen their ha- fair- their hair or their face and I don't know what their voice sounds like. Whoops, guess I just <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Yeah,
1: we get, like, a surprising amount of detail, like, just from Mayuri's, like, threats. Um, like, it it gives some, like, very insidious hints about, like, what he might be like. Especially because, like, a lot can be gleaned from him talking to Nemo and being like, I'll tear you to pieces
2: again. Yeah, he's full on, like, he, because he's mentioned before that he's trying to capture them alive for, like, his experiments so it's like okay this guy is like human experimentation guy like all right he is he is the mad scientist character and i hate him he is the worst
1: (laughs) i hate him so much uh but yeah myri reluctantly leaves also i i did find it very funny that Kempachi's just here right at the exact moment in time he's needed like i i understand they were lost earlier and they state this but like i thought it was very silly
2: I have a theory. I have a theory for this. <laughs> Alright? Get ready to get your brain, like, blown wide open. So right, I'm ready for a brain blast. So Zoraki is unable, just completely unable to sense uh, spirit uh, signatures, right? And that's why he's either, he either runs around aimlessly or he listens to Yachiru's directions. Now, the implication is that if yachu was able to give him directions, that means she's able to sense, uh, that she's able to sense stuff but i think Yachiru is not interested in the fight because she knows by sensing ichigo's current level of strength that he's nowhere near enough to make uh zaraki interested in the fight but th- so she like she basically just like gives zaraki the runaround, and then she senses mayuri getting close to ikaku and then goes mm, we need to turn around and go over there and that's why they show up there because her directions brought them there that's good. That's really
1: good. Oh my god. Oh. Oh man. That's
2: mmm. That's that's a tasty one. Oh. I do think however like I think that this is a thing that happens but I also don't think she's doing it consciously. I think Yachiru's more of a, like it's going to be more fun if we go over there kind of character.
1: Yeah, that makes more sense for her. I I I love this. I love this. Um, she baby but she's really cool I like her I like like Yachiru now alone with his captain and lieutenant Ikaku is a lot more talkative Ikaku asks if Kenpachi is really just here to see him and Yachiru pops out and is just like actually we just got lost she calls him baldy which Ikaku is like I told you not to call me that and she just keeps doing it Kenpachi notes that he heard Ikaku lost and asks if the Ryoka is strong Ikaku's, like, yes, very strong, and describes Ichigo's appearance, his, like, sword, uh, and his, like, goals of saving Rukia, like, just, like, very, very,
2: like, professionally,
1: <laughs> just, like, perfectly. He, um, yeah,
2: because, like, Ikaku's not an idiot. He actually did get a ton of information from his conversation with Ichigo. He even mentions his hair color. It's just he hates the shit out of Fiery.
1: <laughs> which is fair. I love it. I, I just loved the immediate turn. Uh, he also states that he warned Ichigo of Kenpachi, stating that Kenpachi should engr- enjoy a great fight. Uh, he asks for Ichigo's name, and Ikaku gives it plainly. Meanwhile, in a storage room, Hanataro introduces himself to the angry lad squad, who promptly makes fun of his name for being hard to remember. While Hanataro c- claims that most find it easy to remember, uh, Ichigo asks why Ganju brought Hanataro along, And Ganju is like, it was an accident. I just grabbed him. You didn't even notice him until now.
2: He's like a hurt puppy. I couldn't leave him there. Come on. (laughs) Uh,
1: The two begin to, like, bicker and fight until Hinata is like, guys, guys, if you keep being so loud, you'll wake the guards or whatever. Um, So they, like, put their heads over their mouths and they're like, okay, we need to formulate a plan. So Ganju, like, pulls out a map. And they start going over the map, trying to find a way to, like, the tower. And Ichigo notices that Ganju has a signature in the corner of the map and realizes that Ganju is the one who drew the map without any roads. It, <laughs> yeah, he's like, true. how
2: is this map supposed to help us? There's literally no roads on this map. <laughs> this map is useless. Ganju, Ganju it.
1: Ganju's like, well, it's a map. It's better than nothing. <laughs> Hinaturo asks if Ichigo is referring to the tower where Rukia is being held, and states that he wants to help them, and he knows a way to the tower. We cut to Kenpachi and Yachiru running along a rooftop, and Yachiru says she hasn't seen Kenpachi this happy in a long time. It confirms this because Ichigo survived a fight with Gin and defeated Ikaku, and was described as getting even stronger. He claims to be waiting patiently for this fight, and leaps off the roof, ending the episode.
2: The end, like the ending bit of this episode, was really good. <laughs> like, I, I agree. like it just has like it's this, uh, it's a mix of like, oh, this fight is gonna be intense, and also like it's really, um, like we know that Ikaku isn't even the second strongest character in his squad, like, and that fight was really cool. So it's like, oh shit, hit the cat! You've got the captain on your tail now. <laughs> like, oh my god!
1: I I'm hype! I'm hype for that fight.
2: The ending this time is, uh, it's, it's like a Mayuri and Nemu focused one. Like, we see Mayuri doing a, an autopsy. such a
1: creepy Mayuri face in this. There's Sunday. a bunch
2: of creepy Mayuri faces. Uh, we see Nemu moving around like a ninja. Like, her design is very ninja-ish, but, like, we see her actually in action, kind of, uh, doing some ninja moves. And, uh, also, we see her hang out with a bunch of women, some of which we've seen. There are other vice captains, and a couple of them we haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. And, yes, like Lin mentions in the chat, we get the Urahara, like, cameo where he's again wearing the same, like, he's wearing a captain's garb, and I think he's got the symbol for 12 on his back?
1: Like, I, I think it's well, I think the same so. symbol
2: that's on Mayuri's, uh robe.
1: I think so.
2: There's almost no differences in the manga. There's, like, just very small, like, oh, when Uryu shoots this guy's hand, he, like, Like, it makes a hole in it, and it is incredibly gruesome. Okay, that makes sense. I understand why they're not showing this in the anime. Yeah. uh,
1: (laughs) On one hand, I kind of wish they would, but on the other, it's like, ah, I get it.
2: Yeah, and it's like, this is the shot before the guy gives up, too. So it's like, or when he fake gives up. So it's just like, oh, like, Uriu's like, really out for this guy. (laughs) Um. And then the only other difference is, I think they do they give a little bit more focus than they do in the anime, but basically when Hanataro like, trips, instead of him having, like, like, he trips and he somehow stumbles through a group of, like, 30 or 50 people, I think the idea is that, th- like, whenever he bumps into someone, they ba- they yell at him and then they shove him, but they keep <laughs> shoving him forward is the problem. <laughs> and that's why he keeps, that's why he, like, takes, like, he takes because he takes like a full 15 seconds or whatever to go through the group and then he eventually gets pushed out and stumbles in front of Ganju and Ishiko so I think it's kind of that thing where it's like all of them are incredibly reactive super aggressive dudes and they're just like hey what the fuck's your problem and then they keep shoving him but they just happen to shove him forward in the group
1: that's incredible
2: it is a little less funny though than the idea that he just trips and like stumbles across 30 people That I love that
1: I really love this, like, in general. Like, I, I love that whole a bit. Like, overall, everything with Hanatro has been great.
2: I used to main him in the uh, Bleach Fighting game. Um, on Wii? The... <laughs> Shattered Blade? I'm not gonna say more. Not gonna say more, because his, his uh, powers are a spoiler. But, uh, yes... It's uh, some fun times. It's because he he's a joke character who's made to be bad.
1: If you ever if you ever come to Seattle, can we do a stream of Bleach Shattered Blade, please?
2: God. (laughs) Perhaps.
1: Hold on. Does Bleach Shattered Blade have net cut? Let's let's cut the break. Let's cut the break.
2: So, we are returning to our next episode, episode 30, Renji's Confrontation, because they are cowards, and they decided not to use the much better ep- episode name that was in the manga, A Jail Called Remorse. It is such a good name! It's so good! That descri- it describes, like, the emotional core of this episode so well, <laughs> and I'm like, god Damn it! Why'd you have to go with this boring name? I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed. Guys,
1: guys, hold on, hold on. Board meeting, boardroom meeting. This name No, no, we can't do it. We we need this doesn't tell our viewers anything about how this episode's gonna go. You know what? I've got it. I've got it. Renji's confrontation. But
2: what about the name that talked about the emotional core of the episode? Throw that man out the window. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's just, it just feels like such a wasted opportunity. It, um. it really is. All right. We start the episode with Hanataro guiding Ichigo and Ganju through the sewers, stating that the tunnels run along the entirety of the Seirete. He says everyone's aware of the entrance, but only Squad 4 really understands the twists and turns of the tunnel system ganju assumes it's because they use it as like an emergency relief and aid route and it's nothing that glamorous it's just the squad four is all like they're given all the menial tasks because they don't fight so that includes cleaning the sewer system uh question
1: <laughs> so, question important question do souls poop
2: i refuse to answer or entertain this question moving <laughs> on Ichigo asks why he's helping him without question, and Hanataro answers that he's learned a lot about Ichigo from talking to Rukia, and he really wants them to save her. We skip to a member of Squad 4 reporting to a room full of the vice captains around about the members who are out of commission, uh, including basically all of Squad 11. Like, he names a couple of people, and then he's like, also, like, 99% of Squad 11, they, they were all taken out. Holy shit. And all the vice captains in the room were like, wait. Wait, the combat squad? Wait, hold on. What's happening?
1: It's, it's actually, like, I think unintentionally hilarious, but also hilarious. Like, it, it, there's, like, parts of this that are unintentionally hilarious, and then there are parts of this that are intentionally hilarious, and it just kind of culminates into something that's really funny
2: like part of it like we as the viewers are aware uh partly because of that early uh, Jidombo, uh like because of the early Jidambo confrontation we know that anyone that's not vice captain or above is a complete jobber or like un- unless they're like a specific seated person like ikaku uh like we are aware that ichigo was like just gonna completely clown everyone but they don't know that <laughs> Like, they're like, yo, we have an elite fighting squad with, like, hundreds of Soul Reapers, and then we also have, like, these 26 incredibly powerful, like, special tactical assets that are essentially worth a small army on their own. But one of these squads, specifically the one made to fight, got taken out. (laughs) Like, all of them. (laughs) Like Lynn says, it was like they were playing Dynasty Warriors. It's like her guys were a bunch of bowling pins. They just went right through them like they were <laughs> ghosts. Wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> guys, I think we found the problem.
1: <laughs> God. I I love all these lieutenants. Like, honestly. Like, it, I do think it's very funny because um Iyamura looks just like a normal dude and the rest of these guys are just like anime weirdos and i'm here for it.
2: Yeah, like they all look like they could be the main character of a different anime, but also and this is this is like a a, a real actual strength of Kubo is they're all wearing the same uniform, but they're all wearing the same uniform slightly differently. And it's, it's the same good. thing with the captains, like all the captains are wearing basically the same robe it's just tied in different places or it's opened in different places and all the uh, captains look completely differently like you can cut they're kind of recognizable on site once you get used to them so it's like okay that's actually like a really cool like personalization through uh, the like the same uniform kind of thing
1: yeah no i i really like it
2: the soul reaper giving the report continues saying that we've confirmed that there's at least three ryoka and two of them have taken a member of squad four hostage <laughs> uh, and for some reason we can't detect any- their spirit pressure anymore uh and when he mentions the spirit pressure renji's thinking of their of ichigo's like absurd burst of strength that came with like a crushing spiritual pressure all around him the first time they fought one of the vice captains that we haven't got, uh, no, we did get his name. It was, God, he was talking to Renchi earlier, like, four episodes ago. It's Yamura. It? Oh, wait, no, it's, no, 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 it's Iba. Iba. Iba, yes, Iba. So, Iba says, like, oh, we haven't heard back from one of our, like, seated guys. You can probably check him off as, uh... You can probably check him off as being defeated too. Like I'm assuming that because we have he hasn't checked in, he's been defeated, and the then a, another two white captains are like, "Oh, the Kamaitachi guy," and the other guy's like, "Oh, Jidanbo's brother," and it's like, <laughs> why do you know him as Jidanbo's brother and not knowing him the other way around?
1: So also I so just think... gotta say, nice. Shuhei was on screen. Nice.
2: Yeah, Shuhei Shuhei just has 69 tattooed on his cheek. Nice. We're not going to learn why for approximately 400 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but there there is a reason. Um Yeah, so we I think the implication is that Jirobo uh, Jidanbo is the famous gate guardian that has been there for like 300 years. So all the current Soul Reapers are aware of him, and like they know him, and potentially, even though Jidombo is like actually part of the souls of the Soul Reapers, I think er, Jirobo is part of the Soul Reapers. I think he's might be Jidombo's little brother,
1: and I that's mean, why. Makes sense,
2: and that's why Shuhei's like, oh yeah, Jirobo's brother or Jidombo's <laughs> brother. And it's like okay, uh. They basically, like, they start some light arguing, but the camera, like, just ignores it completely because it focuses on Momo, who's in the back, and she's like, hey, Renji, what do you think about, it? like, it's wild what's happening, right? And then she just turns, and there's, like, a, clo- a slowly closing door because Renji already fucked off. And that is <laughs> the like... extent
1: of Momo's characterization, the rest of the art... not joking.
2: <laughs> You're not far. Uh. But yeah, so it's like we she just like turns around and instead of Renji, there's just like a door that's slowly closing. <laughs> it's like oh god. Oh Renji. Back in the sewers, Hanatarou gives our heroes the rundown of Rukia's imprisonment and how he was assigned to be the caretaker and how he was scared at first because she's a noble. But the what well, basically the first thing she she did was scold him for like being super respectful because she was like, "Look, just it's fine. Like, just use my name like a normal person, please. <laughs> I and... love the, the interactions that are, like,
1: described between them. I love this so much.
2: It's really good. Like, Hana, he basically just goes, he, we essentially get, like, a, a quick, like, time lapse where he mentions that over time they grew friendlier. She started telling him more stuff. Uh, he asked about the mystical wonders of the human world, like juice boxes a complicated and mysterious drink that gave even her trouble. (laughs) And and she's like, there's a trick to it, but it's difficult, even if you know it. If I gave you a juice box and I told you the trick, you might not even be able to drink it. That's how complicated
1: it was. No, my favorite part of this whole interaction, uh, at least in the dub, is, is, (laughs) Hanaturo asks her to, he's like, Juice, what's it taste like? Yes. It's good but tricky. <laughs> she responds, <laughs> like she doesn't describe the flavor at all. She just says it's good but tricky. It's, like,
2: <laughs> it's good, it's good, but tricky. Like, God damn. <laughs> and then we get like a refrain that, uh, and this is this specifically comes back later where she says. She spent only two months with Ichigo, but she started trusting him deep in her heart. And then we get an echo of like several of their adventures together. And it ends with the heartbreaking look she gave him, like as she willingly let herself be captured to save his life. And like, we remember at that time she was like, I will never forgive you if you risk your life again. And you like throw this chance that I'm giving you away. And then we learned that in this moment, the thing she was thinking of, it's the only thing I can do to atone for having twisted his life with, like... Because it's she blames herself for having given him these powers and thus bringing him into, like, this life of being forced to fight against a bunch of hollows and then subsequently fighting the Soul Reapers. So she is super guilt-tripping. And Ouch. Ichigo is not happy. Like, he, like, he starts hearing this bit. And he, like, basically gets up, and he starts walking fast, and everyone, and the other two are like, hey, uh, what, did, did Han-Taro say something wrong? Are you mad, bro? Like, what's going on? And then we just see, like, he just starts, like, flashing back to that, to those scenes and thinking about it, and he's like, no. No, she shouldn't be gu- feeling guilty. I'm feeling guilty. Holy <laughs> shit. And I would not have been surprised if at this point he was like, Rukia, I'm going to save you so I can beat you. Like, I'm going, I'm going to punch some sense into you, and then you will punch some sense into me, and we will just be friends like this again. Uh,
1: I love it. I love it. It hurts. I love it.
2: Yeah, and he also was, he reiterates, it literally- like...
1: It was literally at this point, like, in the episode, like, right before uh, right before this whole flashback to Rukia, I was literally, like, just complaining to Aiden um, about how, like, the thing I hated most about this arc, like, despite liking all the stuff, like, surrounding it, was that, like, so far, at least, to this point, they hadn't let Rukia be a character anymore, but I was really happy to have this bit because... No, Rukia gets to be a character for a little
2: bit. Like, yeah, like, if, it, if only it's a, a flashback that happened off screen, but it's still re- just like a really good because like we get a bunch of little bits of her personality going through and it's, it's a lot of it is stuff that we didn't get to see when she was in the human world. Like, oh yeah, she that's right. She's noble and she's a noble of what seems like she's a seemingly a really important noble but at the same time she's like, no, I don't like it's fine. Like, don't stand on ceremony. Just call me by my name. It's fine.
1: I love her.
2: It's a it's a good, like, humanizing moment. And uh, it's also just good to, like, it cements Ichigo's, like, motivation. Because it's it's not just that he came here to save her. It's, well, it's what he said to Ganju before they crashed through the, before they went through the fireworks thing. It's the whole, like, I'm saving her not just to save her life but because I feel that it's my fault like she helped me and she's in trouble because she helped me. So, I'm feeling guilty and I need to save her. Like even if he's not saving her for her sake, at this point he's also he's equally saving her for his own sake. It's
1: really good. It's it's really good. It's, a, it's potent. It's
2: good.
0: Saving her because I owe her.
2: Yeah. Just some good stuff. The group eventually makes its way above ground near the queue, but they're still, like, a long way off. It's just that the sewers don't reach that far. But as they step forward, their way is blocked by Renji, who's wearing a brand new headguard. Uh, this is, like, a really neat little detail because we, like, in their first fight together, um, Renji had, like, a solid, like, metal headguard thing, and it gets cut in half by Ichigo. That like that was the first damage he got. Yeah. During all of these scenes that we've seen him with, even when he's like wearing his formal attire and all that, he's been wearing a bandana. But at some point between leaving the vice captain room and showing up here to fight, he has a new metal headguard. He's just
1: showing off.
2: Yeah, he's like, I've got fashion. Fuck all the other guys, I've got fashion. <laughs>
1: I love Frangie
2: he is surprised like ichigo remembers his name and that surprises renji and meanwhile hanataro is like basically pissing his pants because it's like oh my god we ran into a vice captain we're doomed and ganju's like right there with him like oh no oh no what have we done (laughs) we're (laughs) fucked it's a vice captain we're fucked (laughs) oh no
1: meanwhile ichigo's just like all right well time to go fight this fucker (laughs)
2: There's this really good, like, slow moment where Ichigo and Renji just are slowly walking to each other, drawing their blades, and then, like, they're getting, like, a little bit faster and a little bit faster, and then Renji's like, hey, I'm going to murder the shit out of you, because if I do that, then maybe Rukia can get her powers back. And it's like, oh... That's I, his motivation, right I there. I think
1: he, I think he ex- explicitly says that killing Ichigo is the only way for like Rukia to get her powers back. At least in the translation I was watching.
2: Yeah, like he's 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 basically saying like, while you're alive, Rukia's is not getting her powers back. So I think the implication is that in Renji's mind, the cry, the reason she's being put to death is because she permanently gave her powers away. And as long as Ichigo is alive, she can't get those powers back. He it's might a simple be...
1: but effective motivation.
2: Yeah, like, I think the idea is that he's got, like, a naive wish that if he can get her powers back, maybe they're gonna lessen from, like, a crazy execution to something else. But, you know, a little naive thing. Yeah, and like Lin says, Ichigo's retort is, like, hot shit coming from someone who took her back to a death sentence! <laughs> Like, both of the boys are very invested in this fight, and they're both really mad at the other one, uh, which is, you know, just some good, we get some good, like, shown tension here, like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a great fight. We cut away from, uh, like, back to Zaraki in, like, one of those, like, 30-second segments again, but this time, he like, he is garbage at, at feeling spirit pressure, but he's like, oh, Renji's fighting, huh? <laughs> And it's like, oh, I guess. And he, like, he even, like, Yachiru, like, brings it up. Because she's like, I thought you couldn't send spirit pressure. Like, what's up? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I can sense their fighting spirit. You know, I'm a strong guy. They're strong guys. It's cool. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we-
1: Yachiru's <laughs> Yachir just like, I thought you couldn't sense spiritual pressure. And Kampachi's like, it's okay. Kubo just
2: didn't think that far. Well, no, so- he, like, ex- he explicitly says, like, this isn't spirit pressure. I'm fi- I'm feeling they're fighting spirit. Completely I know. different. We don't, we don't need to go into it. It's, it's okay. We don't need to explain it. It's fine. Like, it's fine.
1: It's, it's such a non-answer. It's so funny.
2: But I like. I really love this bit that he has where he's like, All right. So first, he fought Ikaku. And Ikaku said he was getting stronger. And then he beat the shit out of my entire goddamn squad. Whatever. Those Those guys are losers. It's fine but then now he's fighting a vice captain that means he's way stronger than he was before and if he keeps getting stronger and wins that means he'll be a real good fight for me (laughs) so so he's just like basically he's like gleefully rubbing his hands essentially like he doesn't do it on on screen but he's like he's like renji put up a good fight and i hope you lose you piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) Zoraki's only, like, interested in literally nothing else other than, man, this- I can't wait to fight this guy. He's gonna be so fun.
1: In any other character, I would find just this, like, one motivation of, I wanna fight, really, really boring, but with Kenpachi, I just love it. I think it's- I think it's very fun.
2: It's like, they- they basically- It is the voice. Yeah, the, the voice really helps. I think part of it, too, is, like, it kind of goes, like, past... Like, it, it's like, okay, well, it's kind of one-dimensional and only one character, but then it goes, like, past that right into... Actually, you know what? This does work. You're right. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> In the alleyways, we see that Jirobo's body was found by a bunch of Shinigami, and Uryu and Orihime mentioned that security is getting tighter, even as Uryu feels the fighting between Renji and Ichigo start. Ergyme takes the lead, and they run off, and then we immediately switch to Chad, who's also sensing the rising spirit pressure. It's like, oh, they're over there. God damn it! <laughs> so everyone, everyone seems to be aware of like what's happening, which probably means that most of Soul Society is also aware. Let's be real. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. By the way,
1: I when this part came up, I like I did have like a remembrance of it. It, it feels weird to me that like. What are the rules of Soul Society? Like, I get that Eleven Squad is, like, delinquents and stuff, so it would make sense that they wouldn't, like, necessarily follow said rules. is it one of the supposed rules of Soul Society one-on-one fights?
2: No, that's a- Well, that's a Squad Eleven thing.
1: Okay, that, my, my thing was, like, Squad Eleven was, like, mobbing- towards each ichigo yes. and everyone <laughs> yeah
2: well the well the other thing is they have to assume that the other guy is like a worthy fight true true like there's this big this is something that we'll get like much later on but there's this whole aspect of like oh we like the strong fighters prefer to do one-on-one fights because it's like their pride as swordsmen or whatever but all the delinquents like don't give a shit i think I think there's, like, there's basically two kinds of people who are in Squad 11. There's main characters and <laughs> Sha- shaf. And the difference between the two is that main characters are like, Ah, yes, we will have an honorable duel to the death. To the death! And then the Shaft is like, Yo, we're just here because, like, Zaraki doesn't give a shit. We can go smoking wherever we want. We can cause a riot like it's fine whatever like uh... <laughs> yeah no that 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 tracks uh no, sorry to derail i was just like
1: ah this is the part of the episode i remembered this and i'm like ah
2: but like you are, you aren't wrong like the, there is i forget which i'm pretty sure it's ikaku but there is a mention like later on much later on where it's like it's either i think it's specifically for squad 11 where they're like if we start a one-on-one combat and you come and help us, we will murder you. <laughs> Basically. Makes sense. But it's speci- I think it's like Ikaku specific thing. Um, okay. Near uh, back near the White Tower, Renji and Ichigo are much more evenly matched than before. And Ichigo is actually pushing Renji back. Hanataro says he's completely overpowering him, and holy shit, he's right. Like. Part of it is because I think they're like like they didn't work as long on this one, so we don't get like these big animation flourishes like some of the other some of the other like really good fights. But the scene is just like okay, he, here's like a huge super wide angle shot. Ichigo and the Renji are like they meet and they fight, and then it becomes a dust cloud, and then the dust cloud like moves all the way left like a hundred feet, like. It, they, they cross blades, and Ichigo just starts running. <laughs> and he pushes Renji sliding backwards, like, a hundred feet until he hits the wall.
1: It was really funny. Like, I think it was really unintentionally funny, but I laughed. It,
2: it was like... Because at first, it's like... It, it happens when Hanatoro says that he's completely overpowering Renji. Yeah. And, and you're like... Okay, like, I guess that means he has, like, the advantage in the sword fight. And it's like, no, no, they locked blades once, and he's just running. <laughs> he's just running full <laughs> speed. He's like, I'm going to slam you against this wall, my guy. This is what Urahara taught him. <laughs> and although, Renchi does, like, Renchi's just, like, 100% calm, and he doesn't even seem to be struggling against Ichigo's blade much. He's just like, hey, how are you going to save Rukia, you goddamn dumbass? there's 11 other vice captains which there should be 12 like so already we know there's only 12 vice captains total oh. and then there's 13 captains and ichigo was like i don't give a shit i'm going to beat this sh- i'm going to beat everyone who gets in my way i do not care <laughs> and she's like how do you uh, what where are you getting this confidence And then he just immediately transforms uh, Zabimaru and he pushes Ichigo all the way back to where he started. And then a little (laughs) bit more just to like show that he's even stronger. And he just like crashes Ichigo through the wall. (laughs) It's like, oh, damn. God. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, you're right on point in saying, oh, just a little bit further. It's really... Like, putting into perspective how silly this fight is, like, for the beginning of this. Because, like, yeah, this is the episode where they haven't quite put the budget in yet. And I have a feeling, next episode, we're gonna get a way higher budget fight scene. But this one, this one's just kind of silly.
2: Yeah, it's like, it, it feels, it's just like a little bit of cut corners here and there. But it's like, okay, it's fine. Like, you're, you're setting up the big one, but... It is a little noticeable with the amount of, like, still shots that are just sliding across the screen. Yeah. It's fine. Um, It happens. Uh, Renji then gives us, like, another explanation where he's like, Oh, by the way, I am five times stronger than I was last time. Because when we go to the human world, vice captains and captains have to limit our powers to make sure that we don't affect reality in an adverse way. And Ichigo just, like, like he stands up. He's bleeding like, like hell from his forehead. Or from, like, the side of his head. He's, like, he stands up, grabs a sword, walks out of the building that he just, like, got shot through. And then he's, like, eh, I didn't feel it. I can take another 11 of you. No problem. It's fine. It's fine. And then the episode ends on a shot of Rukia's eyes widening. I don't know if it's... I don't know if it means to imply that she realized that Ichigo's there. Or if something's happening at her cell. Because it just kind of... It's like this really quick shot of her, like, noticing something. Her eyes go wide. And then the episode ends. And then the, like, next time on... Like, the next time on is... I'm five times stronger. Well, I'm ten times stronger. (laughs) Well, I'm a hundred times stronger. Well, I'm a thousand times stronger. And they just keep going for like four minutes. It's incredible. It's the the entire next episode preview.
1: And I was like kind of losing it. Because I'm like, wow, this is just this fight, huh?
2: (laughs) It's just really good. Uh, The ending this time is all of Squad 4. So we see the captain who we haven't really met yet and she's like okay she's like a sweet looking older woman with like a giant braid and her vice captain and then we get shots of the, the entire squad 11 in the infirmary drinking and partying and causing chaos and some shots of hanatoro like tripping over himself it's just like some good fun times I love uh, we, we do see like just these quick shots of the vice captain of squad 4 uh, I think giving something like a letter to like, she's hanging out basically with some of the girls that were in that other group shot that we saw in a different um, thing. So they like, there is, they're seeding the idea that like some of these characters are friends, even outside of their squads, which is a really interesting thing. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, like it's kind of strange on the one hand, because we get like some squads that just don't see each other. Like, I mean, with the stuff we got with Renji and, like, Aizen, who had, haven't seen each other in years, supposedly. Uh, but, I mean, I guess it makes sense. So Society, like, seems like a pretty big place, so... Yeah,
2: I like, I think the idea is, like, like, there are people who... There is a bunch of people who have friend circles and social circles that are outside of the squads. It's just, sometimes you might move to the complete other end of a metropolis... And you don't see someone for six years because you don't have, like, a reason to go out drinking or something, right? So I think yeah. it's, like, kind of that way. Um, also, And, like, the manga had basically no... Like, the only difference other than the incredibly sick title of A Jail Called Remorse... It's which, straight up just a partisan title. Oh, uh, <laughs> it really is. Uh, the only difference other than that is instead of saying that it's not to affect like the reality with like how powerful they are when they go to the human world it's specifically in order not to affect mortals so like e- the implication i guess is that even if a mortal can't sense spiritual pressure that if someone like too strong is next to them that it might like affect their soul somehow
1: it's weird That's so weird it's it's very much one of those instances of like this late like, little tidbit feels like something kubo like threw out because it sounded cool and like didn't really think about it too hard
2: like i i like the idea I and do too. it's a it's a it's a clean way to do an easy like hey they were evenly matched when ichigo went berserk mode but now he's way stronger like it's a it, it does mean that we don't get to have, like, I don't know, like a training montage for Renji or something to show why he's stronger and able to fight Ichigo now that Ichigo is so much stronger than he used to be. Uh, but it is like, okay, well, we don't have t- We have a bunch of other story stuff to do, at, but we still want to have, like, this fight with Renji. So here's the thing. Captains and vice-captains are stronger in Soul Society than they are outside of Soul Society. All right, fine. And perhaps I'm having a brain blast. Just full on Jimmy Neutron Blame Blast, follow me on this adventure of a theory of a thought. I'm scared.
1: Right.
2: What if? What if the main reason that they have to like limit their power, it isn't because of when they're there, it's to make the transport possible. Like, it's to be able to, oh, when we move you from one world to the next, we need to convert your soul into, like, an object in the other world. So that conversion can only happen if we're limiting your powers. And the reason I'm thinking of this in particular is, perhaps this is linked to the reason why Urahura cannot come back to Soul Society. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Perhaps he is simply too powerful to make it through the gate.
1: Hmm. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if we get more on that. Something to,
2: to think about. I'm actually, I'm not able to, I, I can't recall if we get like a confirmation on what the, on like why he can't come back like specifically. Because uh, in this, like when we saw him, it wasn't a, it wasn't him going, oh, like. I can't go back because they'll hunt me down or whatever. It was very explicitly, like... He literally cannot go through the gate. Uh, But I don't know if that ever gets, like, talked about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's something to keep an eye out for, I think. I... I do want to know where the Urahara threads go, because I do not remember them.
2: Yeah. The only thing I remember is that it was incredibly funny... (laughs) Just a giant "No Uraharas are allowed" sign on the gate. <laughs> Thank I- you. Man. Um, the the one thing that I remember about Urahara's like backstory is that we get his we get his actual backstory, but all the chapters in the manga have minus like what it's like a 100 chapter long segment or like 200 chapters long, where it's like a minus chapters and they're all like they're like counting back to zero which sort of makes sense because there's like oh it's a flashback leading to the present day I get it but uh, there is like a rumor or and I don't know how well substantiated this is, but there is a rumor that at first when jump had t- had told Kubo that his original that his run was ending uh, although we we are we do know that Kubo ended the like he wasn't canceled he ended it on his terms uh, or at least. All the impression of him in interviews gives is that he ended Bleach on his terms. Uh, but that he was told, like, yo, we would like it if you could end in X amount of chapters. And then he forgot to count the minus chapters. <laughs> but yeah, so... I'm p- just thinking probably not actually that a last thing,
1: arc goes but... on. And I'm just like, oh man, that's... That's
2: gonna be like half the podcast. <laughs> Listen, that last arc isn't even out in anime yet. Uh, it's only coming out next year and we're not even gonna we're not we're at some point we're going to have to discuss how we're going to handle that because we could feasibly cover it as it comes out we could be like current bleach watchers as opposed to only archivist bleach watchers
1: i think that might conflict with our current show
2: (laughs) (laughs) we could make like double episodes Where we're watching whatever episode came out that week. We could make an alternate show
1: that's like, it'll wash out. Like, I don't know, I was trying to come up with a uh, clever subtitle there, but I couldn't do it.
2: Did Uh, it wash out? How does New Bleach compare?
1: That's a title. That's, ship it.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. But yeah, that's we're. I mean, the, the logical thing is to just ignore the anime as it airs. And then just keep watching this show, and in like four years or whatever, in like ten that, that years, was what we I get was the other do. one.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking we would do. Like, we should, that's the, we close that's the logical thing.
2: We, we probably should just end the episode at this point. Uh, <laughs> this,
1: listen, we've been recording for almost two hours.
2: I'm just saying, you know, by putting it out there, maybe... Maybe some fans will be like, actually, I think I would be really interested in hearing your week-to-week thoughts of this ep- of this uh, new Bleach thing where all the dumb things that people remember are in. Lynn, I need
1: some more sleep. <laughs> I have to drive three hours at, like, 11 p.m. tonight, okay? Alright, capiche? You can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore pause. You can find the show at BleachCast on Twitter or you can email us at, at iwobleachcast at
2: gmail.com. You can find me at ssbslj on Twitter.
1: You can find me at lote lake on Instagram. That is at lote underscore lake on Instagram. God, okay, I'm, I'm excited for next week, guys. Let's do it. Let's get there. Commitment is a strong word
2: just everyone do your best to survive the week honestly just just stay safe stay healthy